1: plan savings with three lines of t-mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary
2: a-u-d-a-c-y type that into your app search then download
1: gresh and fourier on wei
3: The Bruins ever lose? No, they won't if they play at home. I feel like you're you're creating a monster. Terp. What's this? Who? T- no, 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 yeah. no, no. I think we did this last week. I think you got about you know two and a half minutes in before you actually ran out of material. Uh, it's the uh, ability to not—I wouldn't call it freestyle rapping ability. It's just the uh, you know. My best friend Nelson Martinez used to ride in the car all the time, and he would just rib me by doing that. He would, you know, a song would come on, and he would retrofit it to rip on me, and everybody in the car would be laughing and all that stuff. So I think that that <laughs> so kind of sits in my head a little bit of the whole. You're so you're scarred. You would say, uh, I guess, because he is among probably maybe five people on earth. Maybe I'm up to ten now. Where it's like, you know, his words might affect me or make me think about something. Because you care about him. Well, no, because (laughs) I have one feeling and only certain people know about it. Mm -hmm. And on the whole, I'm normally... Yeah, on the whole, I'm normally just, <laughs> eh, whatever. Like, eh, the idle thoughts of other people don't really bother me, but certain ones do. But that always stuck in my brain, and it was always a fun game to do because, like, when, when my boys met him, they'd be like, hey, can we take a ride? I was like, why? I'd be like, we want Nelson to mess with you. <laughs> and they'd be like, you want to ride around and just make up songs? But the Bruins keep winning 4 nothing over San Jose. This is insane. Through 46 games. The Bruins have a 14-point lead right now in the Atlantic Division. That is just crazy when you think about it. They're on pace for 66 wins, which would be an NHL record. And last night, Linus Olmark, originally it was thought that he was the fastest goalie to get to 25 wins in the history of the NHL. And then NHL PR put out a uh, graphic saying that basically he was the second fastest goalie to be able to get to uh, 25 wins in a season. Only the immortal, as you Twitchers can see, Tiny Thompson did it it in 29 games during the 1929-30 season. Linus Allmark, 30 games this year to get to 25 wins. He passed Eddie Johnston of the Bruins. From the 70 71 team. What's really amazing, Fourier, is that three complete different generations of Boston Bruins goalies are one, two, and three on that list. Um, it really is absurd. I don't know how many different ways you can just, I guess, appreciate them or like. You're you know, running out of adjectives. I just don't. I mean, I don't really have any more. So so uh, yesterday's game was, okay, different in a way because they had a bunch of defensemen, not just making, you know, making getting goals but making unbelievable moves to get those goals. Mm-hmm. That's like something you would see, you know, Marchand do or Bergeron do or Pasternak, of course, just nifty with the stick back and forth, putting people like just in their place, like passing to themselves. Like, so what is this? So uh, Lindholm gets the first one. And you're like, wow, that was real impressive. So it's one nothing. And it sure as hell, Charlie McAvoy decides, you know what? I can do better. I can do anything you do better. So he does. His is even better than Lynn Holmes, and just, like, listening to those guys just talk about how scoring goals is fun. It's like you would sit there and go, wow, they're putting such an unbelievable emphasis on these guys, and you could see it's like it doesn't even matter. Hell, Pasternak didn't get his goal until the third period. Mm -hmm. Okay, by then, it was pretty much over with. Like I said it last week, if they score first, if they get that first goal, you're screwed. Can you imagine, like, the mental, like, you know, just – Defeat that you feel. Oh, you when know, they it. get the first goal. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, what are they? We can't, we need a lead. If you're on we the, we can't get it, we can't play from behind against this team. If you're on the opposing team, you know you can't get down. And to your point, here's Charlie McAvoy talking about scoring.
2: Well, are you kidding? Scoring goals is the funnest thing in the game, right? Like it takes you back to when you're a mini mite. It doesn't matter if you're five years old or 25, scoring goals is fun. So it's nice to see everybody scoring goals and you see that, you know, the joy.
3: Well, the fact that the defensemen are comfortable enough to be able to get involved offensively and not worried that some coach is going to yell at them and things like that, it's made a massive difference in this team. That end, San Jose ain't great. We know that when the Bruins went out there, what was it, a week or a week and a half ago, uh, they ended up, uh, San Jose was one of the teams that lied in their wake when they went on that West Coast trip. Uh, Now there is a quick update on Jake DeBrusque. Uh, Jim Montgomery told the assembled Bruins media yesterday that he believes Jake DeBrusque will begin skating today. Of course, he's coming back from the broken leg. Uh, I did see a report or two, and I don't know if it was a straight report for you. It was more speculation that uh, DeBrusque uh, might be able to make it back before the All-Star break. Listen, at this point, make sure the guy is right No need to be tricky with this. No need to rush him back into the lineup. It's good that he's going to be back out there skating. But I think given the success of this team, there will be guys when they are dinged who are going to want to rush to get back because they're missing out on the fun. Mm -hmm. I'm not stamping Jake DeBrusca as a true, you know, top line winger. However, given his importance to this team, the slotting of everybody else, Take their time with Jake Debrusque in terms of getting him back. Yeah, it's, uh, discretion is a better part of valor. That's what I would like to kind of uh, chalk it I up like to. It phrase. just doesn't really I mean, it's amazing that he's already skating, right? It's like he's already kind of in the mix. Mm-hmm. There's no rush. Think about it this way. So right now it's seventy eight points. So you got Montreal tomorrow at forty three points. Thirty five points better. Than what used to be an unbelievable matchup, an unbelievable rivalry. It's not even like it may not even be worth your energy to even pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. The next best team, as far as points go, would be who would it be? Would it be yeah, Carolina at sixty six, Dallas at sixty three, Toronto in your division, right? Are they at sixty four or something uh, like that? I'm just in terms of yeah, Toronto sixty yeah, Toronto sixty. yeah, actually the. Yeah, actually the second, uh, yeah, the one of the best teams actually in all of hockey is actually second in your division. So there's really no threat. There isn't any threat. The thing that I worry about is I think it's just complacency. Mm-hmm. Just, ah, eh, yeah, you're going to play in this team. So you you would think that some team, not Montreal, would kind of steal one from them. Hey, eh, you know what, we kind of want to take a break. And you felt like that was Seattle like a couple weeks ago. Where Seattle comes in here, and they just you know they're on a heater, and they, they come in and they they beat you up a little bit, and but you're mentally physically weak, you just beat down. I just don't know how it ends, but complacency could be the only thing. Injuries, but even injuries like he's going to be back after the so right, the next so, so the next three weeks you won't see the Bruins for the next three weeks here in Boston. They got a bunch of what five road games, the All Star break. And then by then, what are you going to be in the next three weeks? Then it's trade deadline, ramp yeah. up for the playoffs, just really. How do I, how do I just what's left. manage the minutes? You got two great goalies. It doesn't matter. You, one of those guys getting mentally fatigued. So what? Like, play the other guy. Like, to me, it doesn't even matter. It, the storylines, I don't know how the story... You know the storyline is going to go to? Awards. Awards season. Oh, Who's yeah. getting the awards? Who's getting this? Who's getting that? You know, but I just don't see, you know, anybody you know stay, you know keeping up with this team remember uh all-star game first weekend of february first weekend of march is when the NHL trade deadline hits so You do still have a while to be able to address any extra injury issues that pop up in the trade market. Hey, don't forget, ask your smart speaker to play 93.7 W E E I, And of course, you can get us anytime, anywhere on the Odyssey app. And Celtics were able to survive on Saturday night. For you in Toronto, 106-104. Marcus Smart got dinged up in that game. Mm -hmm. Robert Williams got dinged up in that game. Uh, But Grant Williams, one of the guys off the bench who did a great job in that one. I think it was a career high in points. But uh, Grant, or excuse me, this is Joe Mazzula on how big Grant Williams was Saturday against Toronto. He was great tonight, man. He was the trigger for us. You know, him, Al, Rob, those bigs, they they trigger the offense for us because, you know, they're the ones that notice the coverage solution and they're the ones that get us to the next action. And so uh, Grant was huge tonight in um in that in our coverage solution and our trigger to get to the next read and next action. And uh, he did a great job for us. A career high twenty five for uh, Grant Williams. and it's interesting uh, Christian, to hear Joe Mazzula talk about, you know, getting us into our offense and getting us into certain sets and becoming a part of the answer and all that kind of stuff. it w- It was really a night for the Celtics bench to shine. And I know you've been all over Malcolm Brogdon. But again, a lot of nights Grant Williams is going to be one of those dudes coming off the bench. I think the real takeaway is this bench light years different than it was last year and they don't even have Gallinari It, yet. it is amazing and, and who even cares at this point in time if you, if you if he comes back and he's actually able to contribute, like oh, it's huge. it up as a plus. I know, but it's like when you talk about bench points. So la- so Saturday, the, belt, the the Celtics bench outscored Toronto 62 to 14. 62, think about that. Let's say you're a starter for Toronto, and you're, listen, you're doing your part, and you're padding the lead, and you're, like, making it really challenging. Sure as hell, sub, sub, here goes the horn. And then they just completely, these are starter numbers. 23 for Brogdon, 25 for Grant Williams. Little Peyton Pritchard gives you 12 points, hit an unbelievable three-pointer late with, like, less than a minute left in the game to actually almost, like, really confirm it, and then a good old wise old Al, Al Horford gives you a late steal, then he actually seals the game. So yep. listen, even when they should lose, they, they don't. They don't just somebody picks up the slack. It's amazing. And it is crazy to think that the two teams that are relevant right now in this city they're both the best at what they do. The Celtics are the best team in the NBA, and the Bruins are easily the best team in the National Hockey League. It's pretty easily. Im- yeah, like you said, the numbers. Uh, now, tonight, the Celtics will be without a couple of guys. Uh, I think Marcus Smart is out. I know Billy's got it coming up in the uh, in trending, uh, but it looks like Malcolm Brogdon is out for personal reasons, and Robert Williams, listen, Robert Williams, the left knee management, I had him penciled in for 50 so I know he's going to be in and out of the lineup. It's can you lose smart and getting these guys right. And I know that it it stinks to say it, it really does. But just make sure these dudes are upright for the postseason now. And and I'm not saying that it's done and that the number one seed is salted away and locked up. But now you got to be mindful of balancing winning games but also making sure that your guys are uh, upright come playoff time. And the difference between the Celtics bench this year and last year, it's, it's light years different to the point to our Peyton Pritchard's probably, what, your 10th guy? Maybe your 11th guy? Or let's give him 10th man, let's say. And that guy's coming in off the bench and giving you 12? It's another reason why not to uh, flip that dude. Uh, So we had some Celtics and Bruins here. Uh, Latest on the Patriots OC search is that five interviews are conducted. I don't know if the Patriots are going to do any more. So does a deal get done with Bill O'Brien as expected very quickly? And Gerard Mayo was sitting in on the interviews. Take that for uh, what you will. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
0: Gresh and Fourier
3: On WEEI
0: Download the Odyssey app And listen on demand Anytime Uh. Uh. Uh.
3: Uh. 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 Say it right Can Billy ever say anything right It's hilarious when he can't say it right well, we get to laugh when Billy doesn't say it right, so don't say it right. Apologies to Mark McGoffin, but oh. I can't even say it. See, why? Where, why? That should be, what we? Hey, right, Bruins made a call backwards. up from Providence. See, this so is Billy at his first shine moment. The Twitchers, by the way, absolutely loved it. Guy for the two hundred seven, Big Thunder is losing it. Uh, John in the car. Billy makes fun of himself, and it's gold. Weei MVP. People said I was going Charlie Steiner because I legitimately did lose it. Um, Patriots NFL won. Sean once said David or Cheese. Don't worry about it, Billy. <laughs> he also had uh, Dick Prescott and ALC uh, ass as well, which Wiggy was going to use the dossiers on a uh, good baseball weekend, but it uh, never uh, came to fruition. So. That was really, I'll tell you what though, in all seriousness, because one of the things that we discussed before the new show started was Billy was going to do trending and he openly said, Hey, listen, I'm like the kid in class. Then when he reads and it starts to, you know, it starts to like mess up a word and, and then it, it, it just, just steamrolls. Yeah. But the, the whole, the best part of that was I'm like Melvin Mora one leads to another. It's just such a funny ass <laughs> line. It's just my, the memory of that guy oh. that I have when he played for Baltimore. If you hit it hard down the third baseline and he booted it, yep. you're going to get a couple more out of him. It was awesome. What a great pull right there. So good job by uh, the landman Man and Turp on the other side as well, hitting us with the music. Are you already thinking of your Foyer Friday Crap Fest you're going to bring our uh, way again with man, this music? I'm really disappointed with Turpin today. It, what I do? It's yeah, just what really did Earth do? Uh, yeah, it's, just, it's What just, are you? What are you looking it's just, for? It's just really disappointed. I thought you'd be more advanced by now. That's all. Yeah. Gresh has liked it. I've he's, seen him nodding his head a couple times. He's You're tw- in his wheelhouse now. He's 21, and he's wheelhouse. on his 10th actual day on the job. Yeah. Your level of expectations are very high. I would expect Were you expect sitting and coaching him personally on your expectations, or yeah, I think, were you just I think, expecting I think, I think him to learn I, through osmosis like yeah. Rod Mayo? Yeah, I feel like Terp, yeah, I, I I had you by my side. I said I would open my world to you. Didn't I say that? You did, you did. Yeah, I said I to open up my yeah. world to you. I want you to drive in for an hour and a half as I bitchy complain to everybody who drives. Yeah, by. I was just gonna say. Hopefully, <laughs> the uh, audio gets in before nine thirty that he wants you to pull there. turp. is Fourier is also going through a bit of a sort trans- trans- of a transition, a transition sure. as well in terms of. Uh, the level of detail and I get things like in I, early. You've I been feel very like good. I've transitioned mighty fine. You have. You've done it. You know what? Athletes are adaptable. You are proving Most to be adaptable. Most of them adaptable. are. Most of them, Most are. Of them are. Right. Uh, the ones who don't render themselves unplayable and normally mm. aren't in leagues, whichever mm-hmm. given sport they're okay. in. But no, you've been fantastic Thank for that. You. Jeez, no, I mean, but we do I get the it. no, but we do get the occasional uh, mid segment. Uh, hey, Terp, can you find me that squirrel talking on that commercial that they showed with the <laughs> yes. toilet paper two nights yes. ago? If you can get that, that'd be great. That's never going to change. <laughs> that's never going to change. <laughs> but you're even harnessing so the key, that a little bit. The key for Turp is he needs to uh, be two steps ahead of me. Well, that's good tough. Luck that with tough. That is tough. No, 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 yeah. no, no. It just takes time. It just takes time. He's like the age of one of your nine kids. He's actually the, he would be, he would, he would. Like the second oldest, right? No, third. Third oldest. Yeah. 20, wow. 23, 21, about to be 22. Yeah. He'd be third. Yeah. So you need to nurture him like he is one well, of I'll your children. Well, I'll say this. My son ain't working. So <laughs> <laughs> I actually brought my son in here one time to like, I brought him to work. I was like, you're going to work for a week. It was back in the old building, the New Balance building. Oh, when you get away with that stuff, yeah. And I, I brought him in there, and he was like, uh, he was like, <laughs> he was so resistant to it. I remember one time I caught him like hiding underneath the desk, so like <laughs> we couldn't see him, so we couldn't see him. I was like, you're supposed, what are you doing? So you send him to a school where the nuns are oh, cracking his fingers. I was and like, stuff. what are you doing? He couldn't wait. He all asleep. he wanted to do is, all he wanted to do was like go down to the cafeteria because the other building had that unbelievable cafeteria. I mean, you name it; you had they had it available to like you talk breakfast lunches. Here we have like a stupid vending machine that actually, like I've never used in my life, or like candy that you can buy. That's it; those are the only options. Right at the old building, you had breakfast, you had like an omelet bar, you had omelet station, an omelet you had bar. oh yeah an omelet what? station. It felt like no, it felt like a like a college dorm, like you go there, but like a nice one. Like a nice one where, like, all the food you can get sandwiches, you can get fresh any fresh meals, fresh breakfasts. Coffee was great. No oh. wonder why at that time everybody here was so heavy. Yeah, I was fat. And now you're bringing in your own coffee maker. I know that Times lasted have changed. that lasted a day because yeah. it was way too much of pain, too much work. I should make Turp and make the coffee every day. Oh, I don't know if I have time. That for That is that is very Turp. Hey. Hey, give him it's not like he drinks it. I can see if he drank a glass of it, then a cup of it. Okay, and yeah, I'll coffee's on me. No. So, yeah. Terp, does coffee not exist coffee. for you? Like, no, I that, don't drink any coffee. And Billy doesn't drink it either. I think. No, no, Billy drinks coffee. One Do cup you? a day. Yeah, I yeah. No, oh, that's it. That's it. Oh, Okay, me too. On the whole, one. I so try, little try to live to, to get me going. Exactly right. Early, especially on for me on Monday mornings. Good lord. I feel like kids. I need like eye test nowadays. Like start drinking. coffee. If my parents drink coffee, I didn't have a sip of coffee till I was in the pros. Not till I was in the pros did I actually, like third or maybe fifth year in the pros, finally I was like, uh, I, was like I guess I guess I guess I should be drinking coffee because of those late night meetings during camp. That was the only reason why I started drinking. But but at, back then, like I never drank it in college, never drank it like ever. Didn't drink it as a kid. Kids drink coffee on the East Coast at like age ten. They want coffees. Oh, they, yeah, want they want this. They want that. Early. They want their Dunkin'. They mm-hmm. want their Starbucks. And I'm like, ah, dude, I want a coffee. My grand what? my uh my my pap on my mom's side. So my mom's dad, he was a good two pots of coffee a day. It's pretty much all he drank. Just hammered it all the time. He liked a little bit of coffee with his cream and sugar. He was one of those guys. See, I was amazed that uh when we had Bill on the show, that he doesn't drink coffee. Bill Belichick, you mean. Doesn't drink coffee, doesn't like the smell of it. Like his grandma, he tasted it when he was a doesn't kid. doesn't like this. And smell I of my, it. my my thing was. Ooh. If you're an NFL coach, there's only a like, late, late nights, long, long nights. Right. So it, I, my question was like, hey, like, what do you do to stay up? You either dip. Okay, a lot of them would dip. I don't know how how uh, how many coaches do that still. I feel like it's not as much as it used to be. Oh, you drink coffee. That's really the only two vices. Who was that uh, Turner O-line coach down in Miami who was ripping rails and talking to hookers and stuff well, like that? Oh, or, that's right. That was Miami. That's another way. Yeah, that was was that was Miami. that's another way to stay up. Have your O-line and coach ripping a line that's and right. going, ah, special teams is next. Yeah. I got to yeah. go. That's right. That, that's, was, that was the <laughs> – wait, we got to find that story because that was the extreme. That's a true story. Like he was like legit, like a drug addict, like doing coke and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Maybe he just needed an escape from like breaking down, like the L one and the R one. You know, maybe he wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah, but but Bill doesn't drink coffee.
2: Can't stand the smell of coffee.
3: Yeah, he doesn't like it. I was like, well, I mean, he just stays up. I don't understand how he does it. Every every single coach I've ever met has always had some sort of. Stimulus, like, uh, that, they use. Either it's dip, either they're dipping or they're drinking coffee. I had some coaches; they would smoke and they would and they would drink coffee. Sorry, I had the wrong guy. What a wrong turn! Chris Forster was the guy from Miami. Yeah yeah, 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 I had the what, uh, what was his? He was. It was this guy was nuts. Uh, well, lost his entire family, lost everybody because he was hooked on cocaine. Said and, he was introduced to uh, cocaine in 2015, and according to a story here from uh, TMZ. By the way, they released a video of him uh, snorting it on his desk. He sent it to some... Oh, that's right. Yeah, now yeah. So he was taking this video and sending it to this prostitute, and the prostitute outed him. Yeah, that's right. He said he was using it for like eight or nine days straight or whatever. Look at me. I yeah, was so, like, I'm thinking I'm of you. So that guy could stay up. Oh, my God. Maybe Bill's a tea guy. I don't know if you. are I don't know if like if you're not a coffee guy. I think tea is. Bleh. Nah, tea either maybe way, is like I can live with you know, it. I'm only drinking tea with honey. Like if I'm sick, oh, like yeah. I can't talk. I'm losing my voice.
1: One I of those that, deals. That to me
3: is probably out of all the things that Bill does, that to me stands out the most. The fact no that, coffee. Imagine back when he was in in the 70s when they had to do the old school like uh you know film. Like it was like you put it on the projector. Oh, when you put it on the reel, and reel you had the reel, sit yeah. there, and he would have to break down film for, for like what fifty hours or something, some yep. crazy number, and he didn't. He had, he had no stimulus other than his just only desire to be great. That was the stimulus. His desire to prove people wrong. All just football a, nerd. messages Going through He's his just head, going crazy. Yep. Maya was going like crazy, like he couldn't sleep, so he had to stay up. Doesn't like it, coffee. Doesn't like coffee. That's like pretty amazing. amazing. I just feel like that. Like and that's it, crazy. here's the other thing too. If he doesn't like the smell of it, if you're a coach, you can't bring it into a meeting. But that's the other thing. Everybody so else thing. drinks coffee, so right? He so doesn't... you either have to cap it and hope he doesn't smell it, or you can't bring it into. I think that like, your right. conference room. So how many coaches? How many people are in like a team meeting just with coaches? I mean, there's a there's a lot in there. Yep at least 25 I'm gonna say 25 if you have a full staff meeting yep. that would include the junior assistants yep. and then the analysts yep. and stuff everybody. like that yep. everybody you're right patricia's 20, At 25 least 2025 yeah they're all drinking coffee yep you're right so they can't come in with with no cap on it he probably gives you stink eye mm-hmm. and stares at you and he probably makes you feel like an idiot and you probably and you only take the little thing off when you drink it and you go
1: <laughs> and right? put it
3: back if, on real if quick that. so the so the smell doesn't escape the lid? You're better walking in there with a giant lipper packed in with a spit cup than you probably are walking he in with coffee. probably, accept that, except, because I don't think I've, that doesn't smell to me. It's disgusting when I see it, Oh, but it doesn't. it smells wonderful. Oh, I hate it. No, every time it's I still smell it, thing. I get that craving. I'm just like, okay, I got to get away That's from right, this. That's right, because you can't, can't do it anymore. Because I'll, uh, yep, and it'd be off to the races again, and I i used to do the upper tank the whole nine i already oh. beat that i'm done i'm good i'm just in, in an effort to feel to be cool back in my day when i wasn't because i couldn't do it they had these uh these knockoff versions like the candy cigarettes like the kids used to have oh, yeah, 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 but it was uh it was like uh <laughs> bacon or something like that it was like oh some yeah bacon ba- weird bacon flavored candy cigarettes they're my favorite yeah but it was like dip so P- And they were in a pouch. So you would do the pouch dip Those are and called you would skull bandits. Is that what it's called? They're called bandits, yes, oh my God. in the pouch. Unbelievable. Those are much easier to deal with depending on, like, if you're in class or something and you're worried about it because you can just go swoop, scoop it right out, chuck it away, nobody sees it, there's nothing left behind, unless you bite down on the thing and then there's a real problem. Let me ask you this. Whenever team building goes on in the NFL – Normally, there's a team in everyone's division or conference that they say, we got to build it to beat them. The New England Patriots, for a long period of time, was that team. Got to build a team to be able to beat the Patriots. Well, if you're Bill Belichick and Gerard Mayo and the assembled geniuses down there and you're getting ready to build the 2023 Patriots, who are you building it to beat? Is it Kansas City? Is it Cincinnati? Is it Buffalo? Is there that big a difference between those three? Is the blueprint the same? So if you're Bill Belichick and you're thinking, who are the teams we got to beat? That's a pretty healthy group in front of you. But how do you go about getting to that point to be able to beat all three of them? See, that's interesting because just off instinct, I say start with your division. Win your division. That if you win your division, if you're the best in your division, all right. Well, you'll take your chances, you know, during the playoffs against other teams that are not in your division. But even with that, I feel like you need to think about it more from about like a thirty thousand foot view. So, what are the trends telling you that is going on right now? To me, it's been obvious based on the old school Ted Johnson, Levon Kirkland linebacker doesn't exist. Stay gone. That big meathead run downhill, take on guards take on fullbacks you don't need them anymore there's maybe two or three teams that even have a fullback most of those iso blocks are done by tight ends who don't want to block so it's never as successful you know or you or you scout and you draft to it and you do what uh you know uh, Baltimore does with their guys or what Tennessee does with their guys but the the league is turning to a more spread out hybrid so so your old school your old school strong safety is now your hybrid linebacker. So Rodney Harrison in today's game yeah, he's a linebacker. would play in the box. He, he's a weak side. He would be a uh, he would see he would be a will linebacker. Okay. Sam is front side, Mike's in the middle, Will is your uh we're nerding out right now, but that's fine. Is your weak side linebacker. So he would come down and he would play that weak side. But I even see some of those guys they play the front side now. They play the sambacker because they want to be able to cover the tight end or the back and they need to be in there inside the box, not outside the tackle box inside of it, right? Yes. Because they're gonna have support coming in outside. So the trend that is the trend. That is the trend. You can't get away with not having big beefy guys, right? So you have to have your at least your three, you know, fat dudes in the middle. I don't think you can get by with having skinny guys like that. Well it's interesting you say that because it feels like a lot of defenses because they've got to play more nickel are now going back to the three down front the way Bill played it when you first came here. Yeah. Right, So Where it, like it was a, a fat in the middle. And then two and linebacker then types with two in the two, middle. Well, yeah. I mean, if you think of Will Fork, Warren, and Seymour, if you had those three guys right now, you'd have a pretty good start on. And then, you know, Willie was a part of that. Willie was kind of one of those stand-up defensive ends, can put his hand down or whatever. It feels like, at least from a front standpoint, I mean, the linebacking part has changed. But in terms of the three down front, there's those interchangeable outside linebackers defensive ends where there's where you really got to find the right guys because your interior defensive tackles will change a little bit, but on the whole, they're there to gobble up people to try to slow down the run. Yeah. So I almost feel you mentioned dime and nickel or nickel and dime, depending whatever, but that's more of a. Consistent presence than your your normal yep. just defensive front with your linebackers your your two safety one strong ones ones free the strong safety is the run stopping guy always plays to the tight end side you know then your two corners traditional defensive front now there's more hybrids and corners just because you have to be able to cover like you know the good teams with all the weapons athletes athletes. Athletes, right? So how like tough Kyle is it? Pitts. Like if you're dealing with a Kyle Pitts type tight end, you might not be able to put a safety on him. You might have to have a one you might have to have one linebacker that can match up to not get overwhelmed by him in the run game in the event they ask him to block, or have someone with some size that you hope can run with the guy. See, I thought it was interesting. Years ago, um, um I I was able to talk to Bill about Gronkowski and we were just having a debate and sure enough, Bill walks by. We're like, I was like, Hey, um, what type like how do you cover like a Gronkowski? Like what type of is it a linebacker or is it a strong safety? And he was basically like, You really need another Gronkowski that plays defense. Because the little you just now now he's a he's a unicorn to an extent. Oh, no, you need a unicorn on yeah. defense. So yeah. somebody maybe like a Shaq Leonard from Indianapolis. Jimmy Jamie Be Collins hang with him, right. was that type there of guy. Yeah, yeah. But even when he had an opportunity, when the Patriots played against the Broncos, he got beat by, I don't know, on a double move like twice in a row. I forgot who the tight end was. Beat him twice for touchdowns in the AFC Championship game before the Denver Broncos and Peyton Manning went to the Super Bowl. But anyways, the point is, is that where is it going? And how do you build your roster? Find as many athletes as possible to cover on defense i'll tell you what i think we are going to see this draft season because again everybody goes nuts over the skill guys i get it teams are going to invest more in the line of scrimmage than ever before look at cincinnati they're still finding a way to coach around it but their defensive line is very underrated there and look at philadelphia right now arguably number one in the trenches on both sides of the ball easily. And I know large margin that, and you even said it again, people accuse me. Oh, you're a lineman. Of course you're going to push for the bigs. No former NFL tight end, Christian Fourier said last week, when we start talking about this offense and getting it right, like number one need is a number one receiver or a tackle. If you can't block, you can't run your offense. And that's where the Patriots have to get to just to then figure out what they're going to do. And I think they are going to be a lot of teams because if you look, arguably the biggest reason why teams underachieved is because their lines of scrimmage weren't good enough. And I'm fully and, expecting teams to attack that this offseason. And the only way to combat that, like the get out of jail free card, is to have a guy like Joe Burrow. Like, and, okay, and then how many guys have him? Well, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Like, good luck. Right. Good luck hitting the lottery with those guys. They just don't exist. And that's why those guys will be running this conference, the AFC conference, those two guys, for the next 10 years. Easily. I know that we can get into Joe Burrow, and maybe we can wait until the final hour to get to that. But I want to ask Christian Fourier what it is like for an NFL, to be on an NFL team when you have a disappointing loss in the playoffs. How does it work in terms of, like, do you kind of know there are going to be changes? Like, if you're in the Dallas locker room today, are you talking amongst yourselves as players? Man, Jerry might fire this head coach. We'll take you inside the locker room next. WEI. WEI.
1: New England Sports Original.
3: Ah, spring is a time of
2: renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app.
0: And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Gresh and Fourier.
3: On WEEI. Oh my If this is technically your five minute football nerd, but I do think there is a worthy discussion here because, well, four teams are heading home. And if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New York football Giants foyer, you're probably feeling pretty good about yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you're the Buffalo Bills and the Dallas Cowboys, you hit the divisional round once again and then went kaput. Now, I know in the year of our Lord 2005, after two Super Bowl championships, Mm. Christian Fourier, you were on a team (laughs) that went to Denver and, well, didn't exactly live up to expectations. And I know you've been in other locker rooms. You were in Carolina. You're in Seattle as well. So day after the end of a regular season where you miss the playoffs, is that kind of standard operating procedure for players versus – where if you're on the Buffalo Bills or the Dallas Cowboys today, is your antenna or anxiety up a little bit? Because you were a part of a season that many people view as fell short. Well, I would say end of the season, uh, regular season, honest to God, I just wanted to get the hell out of there. I just like didn't want I was like, okay, there was a couple times we had away games and we knew we were gone. We would bring our stuff and sneak it onto the plane and then wouldn't we fly back with the team? We would just take wow. it, hop in a cab and, like, do our exit physical and then be, like, later we see in, like, three months. That's if you weren't hurt. But, like, when it comes to, like, losing game, like, think about the Bills. The narrative is starting to change on the Bills now in real time as opposed to what you were doing, what they were doing last year to what they are now. Love it. It almost feels like uh, here we go again, same old Bills, Or and suddenly, like, Josh Allen is not the solution. He's now the problem. It's just so quick, like nobody just believes in you anymore. It's amazing how it happens. Like you got the guys, like the talk of the town. He's the second coming of Jesus Christ, and sure as hell, he can't get to the Super Bowl. So you sit there and go, "I'm looking at, oh, are they really going to build a new stadium for this team? They can't get out of their own way. They still can't do it." So there's a lot of a lot of regret, I think, for the Bills, and I guess anxiety based on what the narrative's going to be, and then you're going to have to live with that narrative. All the way to August. Okay, but when if the season starts, so let's flip it. If you're a Cowboys player, is your anxiety? Oh my God, somebody else might be running this thing next year. Or do you even not think about? Well, that? what is my contract? If well, my con- if, okay. I, if I'm protected by my contract, I don't care. Right. If I'm like, uh, I had a situation where Dennis Erickson was fired, and I was a free agent at the same time, and then sure as heck they they hired Holmgren. So the whole time I'm sitting there going, is he going to want me back? Is he I mean, what's it going to be like? Like should I sell my house? You know, listen, he ended, they ended up resigning me, so it wasn't a big deal, but they obviously but I don't think Buffalo's in that situation. Dallas feels like there's Dallas more does. anxiety there because they got running backs walking out the door, their head coach is a boob, Jerry Jones is I again, he wrote it out forever with uh Jason Garrett the carrot. Does he look at Mike McCarthy and be like, "Nope, you got to go. I got to bring in. I got to trade the pick and get Sean Payton." I just sometimes I sit there and I wonder, at some point in time, do the players go, "It's never going to happen." Like, when do you Ooh. Like, when does it when do you sit there and go, "Man, we had the perfect situation and we still couldn't win." Like, what is it? Is there like is are they doing a massive autopsy right now? Like self, are they sitting there? Are they self reflecting? The team's doing an autopsy. That's what they're doing. No doubt, they're peeling down every layer. They're looking into everything. They're pulling out your guts and trying to feel like, okay, what what's the problem? What do you think Jerry Jones is doing? You know, he did this whole interview before the game, and he was talking about he's like, hey, well, you know, you hear if you hear some screaming late at night, oh, that's me screwing into my pillow because I can't get back to the Super Bowl. So he actively talks about it. He almost like. I almost feel like he jinxes himself because he so publicly addresses the fact that he just can't he's just doing everything in his power to get back, but he can't. Like they can't get back. So in that regard, and I don't believe Jerry Jones for a second. Wait, even if you played on if you nope. played for him, you wouldn't believe him. If um if you were on that team right now, would you take him at his word that McCarthy's nope. job is not in nope. jeopardy? If no. something better walked by him, I think he would break his neck turning to look at it. And if that could be Sean Payton. I mean, if you look at I think at this point in time you're looking at teams that could be that could do better with somebody else. We have reached our, our ceiling with Mike McCarthy. We've reached our ceiling with um Zach Prescott. Well well, I would say another coach, Staley and oh, Okay, Brandon uh, you know, Staley. Got Brandon Staley. It. Right. Okay. Got it. And you would sit there and go. Um, like teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars, they feel great. Same thing happened to Bill wait. O'Brien in Houston. Yeah, they, they can't wait. Ceiling, and that that's it. was it. That's it. Like Division the jacksonville round is gone. Very sick. You would say like the Jacksonville Jaguars, they they can't wait to get back to work. Oh God, they're excited. Yep. See, what's another team that kind of? Well, you well know, the Giants, and I know the, the Giants are another team. Nope. And that's, yep. Let's we're, go. We're ahead. Yep. We are ahead of the game. We're not going to freak out. We're on our way. Now they have some decisions to make too with Saquon Barkley and others. You know, Daniel Jones, their quarterback, but they feel great about their position. They aren't uh, supposed to make the playoffs. I saw this on Twitter, so I admit I'm stealing it from someone out there. Here's a little theory for you. Is Dak Prescott, Southern Kirk Cousins? Southern Kirk Cousins. Oh man. I think it's a great map. It is. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of those guys. Like there it's got to be more of those guys that are so like great regular season record. Uh, lots of just lots of money, getting paid, lots of success, personal success, doing lots of commercials, but they can never, like Tony Romo, good, not great. Tony Romo, wasn't Tony Romo yep. like Another Kirk one Cousins of those before guys. Kirk Cousins? Very much so. Um, I feel like there's always a ton of those guys. that They're good, but and they get paid like they're great, but they never quite do it. I'm seeing reports right now on Josh Allen. Like the, the reason Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills – are not advancing if you go back to the last four years because he he he's overrated. Like suddenly Josh Allen is overrated, and the quarterbacks that he's going against outplay him. Joe Burrow outplayed him. Patrick Mahomes, yeah, he did outplay you. He got the final score with uh, Travis Kelsey, and they went to the Super Bowl the year before that. It was uh, I think it was Mahomes also. So you could sit there and look at um, the Buffalo Bills and say, you know what, the problem is that quarterback. We need we need to we need to bring him back. We need to bring Brian Dable back because he's overrated. Well, it's what I said about Dak Prescott. He needs more people around him. Those guys that hit the ceiling, it's like how do I make them better? I don't know if I can make them individually better. So can I put better people around? Well me? when did when is when does Josh Allen turn into Dak Prescott? When does that narrative change to him being Dak Prescott? I mean well, he's getting paid like a superstar. He's getting he's playing in these superstar games against other superstars and they're outplaying him. Cuz I think Dak Prescott is a part of the problem because Jerry Jones has overrated him. I think Josh Allen is good, but what you're asking him to do is be Superman good. And that's where against good teams in the playoffs, that stuff can kind of run out. I know, out. but what is the difference between uh, the Kansas City Chiefs ask, asking Patrick Mahomes to be Superman, Cincinnati asking Joe Burrow to be Superman? I don't feel like there's any difference. Like, he's just, to me, he looks like he's turning back into Wyoming. I throw it into team meetings, Josh Allen. Well, this is where Josh Allen, the athlete, needs to meet Josh Allen, the quarterback, and maybe that's the Mm, difference. Maybe have a conversation. But the other two guys, (laughs) you know what, they should. But the other two guys you mentioned, they're true quarterbacks at heart. They anticipate, they throw with accuracy. With Josh Allen, a lot of his plays are – some of the superhuman stuff. I can throw it 75 yards and let my guy run underneath of it versus let me dink and dunk and be precise and get down the field with two minutes to go and no timeouts. Well, like, the I think question, the a question is going to start with Josh Allen. When are you going to win something? No doubt. It's already going to win something. Like and Enough's it, enough. So what do you, when it's it, fair. You, yeah. And Joe Burrow's ahead of him. Patrick Mahomes is obviously ahead of him. And Trevor Lawrence is catching up. Catching up? No doubt. 617-779-7937. We get into the final hour. We'll continue talking football with you, but uh, pretty rough winter weekend for the Red Sox. You'll hear all that went down next.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.
2: We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices.